Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we are going to be talking about the idea that mediating online can be your joy generator. Um, So I love that phrase, and my guest today is actually the inventor. Uh, for me at least, of that phrase. Um, His name is Elliot Herland, and he is one of our uh, online dispute resolution professional colleagues. And let me just give you a little bit of background on Elliot, because I think um, some of this will sound familiar to many of you who are listening. Um, Like many of us, he was a litigator. He and I are actually right around the same age, I'm seeing, because he was a litigator from 19 1984 to1997 um, good solid long stretch of litigation there Elliot mm-hmm. um, and then uh, with now were you a litigator with the Minnesota Department oh no so that's what happened you uh, were a litigator until 97 then you went with the Minnesota Department of Labor and industry in the comp division in the workers comp division. Right. Yeah. So, and that, um, as a mediator arbitrator, Mm -hmm. um, you've also been a dispute resolution facilitator uh, for the Union Construction Workers' Compensation Program. And then, like many of us, you went out on your own um, and have been conducting mediation sessions in person, online, and by telephone, which we are you know, always, always a big fan of. What many people don't realize is that telephone or telephonic mediations are considered ODR as well, since they are considered technology. Uh, Not my favorite kind, but... um, So my guest today, Elliot Herland, I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, this is, you know, I I love that you actually reached out to me and we started talking. I had done a presentation for our mutual friend, Natalie Armstrong Motowns. Um, she created a project that is just so wonderful. It's called Will Work for Food. And she's reached out to various professionals in the dispute resolution world and asked us all to put on uh, free one-hour webinars on various topics, and then anyone can attend. It's free to attend these webinars, and she's had n- a number of them. But she asks that you make a donation to your local food bank. And when I did mine, they had raised already over $25,000, I think. That's right. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing effort. So I, uh, we uh, recommend you all go look up Natalie. Uh, I know she posts about them on LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. And then her personal website is, um, you know, but I'll put it in the show notes. It's um, how to market my mediation practice or your mediation practice, but we'll check on that. Sure. Um but Elliot, you used the phrase in the, um, the the message that you sent to me that used that phrase "joy generator." And right. you were talking about online mediation. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a joy generator that I discovered out of necessity. Isn't that funny how, you know, we were talking about this just before we got started taping the actual episode. And, you know, I don't know that many of my listeners would be thinking joy generator online mediation all in the same sentence. And there's lots of joy generators in our lives. And that's important, too, to balance our lives between the joy generators that are the work, hopefully, and the joy generators of family and self and giving to others, all of those things uh, become important for a person's overall joy. Yeah, and that's actually, I think, what started the joy generator conversation is I had posted something about finding joy in what you do because then you know, goes to that old saying, um, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Um, but it's very, very true. And, you know, one of the things for me, uh, after being much as you were a, a litigator for a number of years, and then a mediator, uh, I also found, and I think this is why what you said spoke to me so strongly, I found that when I pivoted my practice online, I found joy in my practice in ways that I never had anticipated. Um, and I think that's, you know, very much what spoke to me when you reached out. What did you mean by joy generator when it came to online mediation? When it came to online mediation, uh, well, it happened, you know, like many things in my life just sort of happened to me most of them driven from fear (laughs) and then causing me to uh, move my target. And when uh, the, the, the mediations I had done from 1997 up until the pandemic were primarily in person, that was my favorite kind because I could see the person's face all the way down to their toes, and whether they were crossing their legs while they were saying something that was uncomfortable, or they're making gestures with their hands, or they look up to the left, right? That's that's something. Uh, that body language was important. And then all of a sudden, we had this situation fall upon us where we couldn't do things in person anymore. And all of a sudden, my joy generator, which is mediation, uh, because litigation was not a joy generator (laughs) for me. Uh, Mediation. Now, how was I going to do it? How was I going to be doing this? Uh, I had uh, started my practice 
and, and doing mediations both in the state system and the union construction system. And all of my connections were people who also did in-person mediation. Uh, online mediation is, is relatively new, much like ADR was new back in 1997, at least in the work comp industry in Minnesota. So I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. And that was scary. That was very scary. Uh, I had to figure out what platform to use. Uh, I, I, I looked on LinkedIn. I looked what other people were doing and eventually came upon Zoom as a very good uh, way of doing uh, ODR, online dispute resolution. That uh, was the first step toward discovering joy. It was still scary, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about that, right? And I think that so many people who are listening will relate to that fear that you felt because this was not a pivot that many professionals wanted or chose to make. It was pure necessity. As you said, you could no longer with the advent of COVID and quarantine, um, you could not mediate in person. And so people were truly facing the loss of livelihood that came from not um, almost overnight not being able to pursue their practice and so they they were forced to go online much as you just said but then many people including you have said to me that that pivot has turned out to be an incredibly positive thing oh i i am certain that online dispute resolution mediation sessions done by Zoom or whatever platform a, a mediator chooses to use uh, is here to stay. Uh, it's definitely not going away once things open up because it's very effective. And although I can't see them crossing their legs when I, they're uncomfortable, you can tell uh, from the shoulders up quite a bit of information that's useful to uh, a good mediator. Uh, that, that's important. And you can also, uh, if you know where to look, yeah. as I'm pointing toward the camera <laughs> on my laptop, uh, you can make eye contact and start to build that rapport and that trust that's so important to the success of a mediation. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think people going into online mediation, the professionals, think or fear that it's going to be so different oh. from what they did in person. And in fact, what you just described is very similar to what we do in person. Now, for those who are just listening and not watching my mouth went into a circle and my head was nodding. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was scary. Yeah, no, I and, and, you know, that's one of the things we also talked about this just before we got started. Um, you know, change when thrust upon us 
is is not something that we get excited about. We we face change with fear, um, and so you know, bringing technology into the mix for many of our colleagues and professionals. And I know, you know, I've trained over 15,000 people in the last several months. Um, The number one emotion that I hear from them is fear, is that they're not going to be effective anymore. They're not going to be able to be good at what they do. You know, many of us have been at this for a long time. We are helping people. That goes to our, I, I think, helping people's a joy generator. Absolutely. Pointing toward my heart. Yes. And and so I think there's that fear that all of that will be taken away. And then with the pivot, you find not only can you continue to help people, but now you actually can maybe help even more people. Have you found that? Absolutely. Uh, I used to, uh, well, and I probably will again, travel a number of hours uh, and uh, to to do a mediation up north or out west in the state, and uh, that isn't something that has to happen anymore unless people really really want it. Uh, and I don't mind the drive as long as it's not in the winter in Minnesota. <laughs> I right? was just gonna say <laughs> there can be some white knuckle driving there. I'm sure uh, there has been. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it it saves time, it saves mileage on my car, uh, and it saves money for the people who are paying for the service because the travel time gets eliminated. And my commute, well, <laughs> that's joyful. <laughs> Two flights of stairs, that's it. Yeah, no, that, those are some of those positives. And, uh, you know, I didn't recently come to online mediation. I pivoted about five years ago by necessity as well. Those who know my story know it was because I moved from one coast to the other and needed to still be able to work back on the East Coast, even though I was now living at that time in in California. Um, And I faced, you know, I found it very scary to go online. And then the freedom that I found in being able to have a full practice uh, with tweaks, with changes, with mm-hmm. with modifications, but still a very full practice, even though I had moved clear across country, became one of my joy generators and, and led me to build various new avenues by which I help people, um, not just mediation. And, and since I come from a construction industry background, it's just another tool in my belt, you know? Perfect. Uh, I still love to do in-person mediations because I love to be with people. That's another one of my joy generators is to to interact with people. Uh, And this adds an opportunity to interact with people in a different way. it's it, it's not sharing the same airspace, but right now that's probably not the best idea. Right. But you still make that facial connection and that personal connection. And one of the things that I do in my mediation uh, is I calm people down. And that's also something that's important uh, when you're doing a mediation, because at least one side, if not both sides, are extremely nervous and agitated and 
to be able to calm them down will help them. And that's something I enjoy to do is help people uh, participate more fully and more productively in the mediation process. Yeah, I've actually, in my thinking, I have noticed because I do divorce mediation that many of my my clients have a higher tolerance for the emotional content of the mediation when they have physical distance between Mm -hmm. themselves, but can still see each other. So, you know, every person's different, but I have just having done so many in person and so many now online, I think that people move more quickly through the process because they're better able to manage their emotions Have online. Have, yeah. have you noticed that? Absolutely. And the other thing is that uh, people who aren't attorneys uh, will oftentimes find themselves on an in-person mediation in someone's office, whether it's the office of the mediator or uh, the office of another attorney the opposing attorney, enemy territory, you know, Uh, that's scary. But -hmm. with this online mediation, people can be in their own homes, joining the party, uh, uh, rabbit ears there, uh, joining the party through uh, this online uh, platform. So they can use their own bathroom. They can go and get something from the fridge without having to ask someone something. They're in a familiar place. And so it puts them more at ease. Yeah, I I agree 100%. And, you know, in fact, um, Dr. Deborah Dupree was on a prior episode and she said that actually the brain chemistry is different even when there's conflict going on when you're not physically in the same room. Less of the stress hormones are, are released. So, you know, there's a, there are a number of positives about online mediation beside the fact that the people can be remote. I mean, everyone has pivoted to online mediation or virtual mediation lately because we can't be together. But things like just the ease of scheduling. I would imagine you have some mediations that are with multiple parties. Absolutely. And Especially it can be if quite- there's an employment law claim associated with the work comp claim. Now I'm dealing with four lawyers instead of two. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, but but even in that instance, think about trying to schedule when all four of those attorneys have to find an opening on their schedule and have travel time to get to either your offices or to wherever it's going to be and their clients and your schedule. It's mm-hmm. so much easier to schedule people well, when you, you have, have to do more. it online. You can have more mediations in a day. Uh, when when there's no travel time between the two locations, if you're going to different locations, and then you don't have uh, one coming in after the other, and the and people wondering, well, where where is for me his had in this process? Whose case is he thinking about? Um, but you know, the lawyers also appreciate the online experience, and that's because they're not sitting in the same room with their client having to make small talk. <laughs> That's stressful. 
It is. Them. And it allows them to work on other files and not have to come up with, you know, and then you can't even talk about sports now because there are no sports. There aren't any, yes. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, small for, talk has disappeared. It's down to the weather. <laughs> and when do you think we'll get a vaccine? Or, 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 classic, uh, or classic sports. Yes. <laughs> like Remember watched, that game in 82? <laughs> I've watched the Twins uh, win the World Series now quite a few times. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you can go back and, and watch all of the, uh, the big victories. I, I'm going to go watch like the last time Michigan won the uh, national championship, which was I think I was in school there. So it's been a, it's been a few years. Well, the Gophers, uh, I'd have to go back to some black and white film. <laughs> I think, sorry, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the little brown jug. But uh, uh, yes. yeah, the golden Gophers. Um, but you know, those are some of the, the real positives that have come out of online mediation. What, mm-hmm. are, what other aspects for you have, have because I think you've gone from fear of online mediation to being a total adopter, right? It, Embracing it. Yeah. Embracing it. And one of the things that's very important to do is to make sure that the, especially the attorneys, understand and can be comfortable with the process too. You uh, oftentimes I'll do a rehearsal, which I enjoy, uh, and I get the attorney on uh, Zoom with me, and I, I I teach them how a breakout room works and how to go back and forth and how to use the chat function, and I want to make sure that they look good in front of their client because if they're futzing around with the with the uh the program or their equipment uh and making sure that the 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 camera isn't going up their nose (laughs) but rather coming down at them in a proper way the lighting the background all of these things aren't things i knew less than a year ago. And now I'm teaching it to the people who are my clients so that they can look good. I also will provide them with information so that they can teach their clients how to be more comfortable and less frustrated with the process, which is very important because what we do not want is for them to lack some joy in getting a resolution at the end of that process. So avoiding that frustration and that fear, overcoming all of that in a short amount of time, yeah, uh, much shorter than the amount of time I had available, uh, is important as well. Yeah, well, and such a good point about how, uh, taking the time to prep the attorneys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're talking about the fear that many mediators have felt making the pivot to online mediation. But let's not forget our litigation brethren, right? They are also being faced with adding techno- technology to their practice that they many of them have not used in the past. Um, and they have that added pressure of 
wanting to look good for their client. There's not, I mean, I'm, I'm a litigator, former litigator, you are as well. None of us like to look bad in front of our client. That does not go over well for us. No, so, it doesn't. No, very good point about getting them ready. In fact, my entire last episode um, was on how to pick out the right equipment for an online mediation as well as how to it. set it up. Oh, there you go. See? And, <laughs> and, um, and I, those are the, the tips that I give to any clients or participants that are going to be in my mediation. So I love that you, you bring that out uh, because it is very important. And, you know, there are other aspects, I think, for the joy generation of online mediation. The thing for me, and maybe you found this as well, is that it allowed me to balance my life in a, oh. in a much more effective way Absolutely. that brought me a great deal of joy. How about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're able to uh, coordinate your calendar and because many of our children, for those of us who have children and for those who who don't, they have other things in their lives, uh, you can coordinate so that you can get to those other joy generators in your life. For me, it's nature. going on hikes with uh, my daughters or my son, uh, sitting and talking around the fire pit, just doing kayaking, playing backgammon. I mean, there's so many things. Oh, and binge watching. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of Netflix in our lives lately. uh, Absolutely. So, in fact, I think I bought stock in Netflix. Yeah, probably a good idea. (laughs) So, yeah, there's so many other things to balance out your life that's important because you're uh, you can't just have one joy generator, you know, putting all your eggs in that one basket. If if in-person mediation was the only joy generator that I had, I'd be pretty miserable right now. (laughs) Or I'd be doing a lot of kayaking. Yeah, well, (laughs) but but the fact is, you know, you can manage your time and and carve out time to go in the kayak when you're not commuting to an office, commuting to um, all the mediations around the state of Minnesota, not a tiny state if you're, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. For me, travel is one of my joy generators and the ability to you know, be in different locations. And I quickly learned that once, you know, I had moved across country, but I could visit my mother in Florida, but still manage my practice. I could, you know, take a road trip with my family or do whatever you wanted to do. And you had, yeah. Your oh, office, your office yeah, is right here. Your it's entire right office. And I've done mediations. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I have done emergency sessions when there was a custody issue that came up or something. I have done that. But, you know, it allowed me to going online allowed me to have the flexibility to be anywhere I wanted. I wanted to be as long as I made sure we had some good Wi-Fi and privacy. Um, but it also allowed me to, you know, my practice is expanded. I do a lot of coaching for clients. I do a lot of expert witness on other people's, you know, divorce cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do my trainings, uh, all of which has been made available to me by switching to an online mindset, I guess I would say. 
And that's really what it, it, it does take. It, it, you need to open up that part of your mind that allows you to uh, learn this process, this platform, so that it's no longer scary. And so now it can fit into your generator, a new piece of that generator to keep it going uh, when other cogs and that other gears in that generator aren't going to work right now. So that's, that's just something that uh, because of the circumstances and the fear of not being able to do what I love, uh, which is helping people settle cases. And, you know, it's their mediation. It's not my mediation, but I like to be a part of that. I like to be part of that peacemaker type thing. Uh, sure. Because I'm not a warrior. I figured that out. <laughs> I am definitely a peacemaker. So that's well, what I like to do. And that's maybe the, the good final question. Uh, since you've gone online, are you still a peacemaker? Are you I helping people be. resolve? Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it does not diminish the opportunity for settlement. And, and like I said, the mediation isn't mine. And I make sure that the parties know that, that it belongs to them. And the, the success of the mediation, whether that's a settlement or getting to understand each side prior to an inevitable trial, uh, if that's what it takes, uh, you got it right here. Yeah, it's one. It's a wonderful opportunity, actually. And the thing that's important for everyone to remember is the clients don't know the the non attorney clients. They don't know that doing this online is a different way of doing it, unless right. we tell them. They think it's. You know, everyone in the world these days is doing everything on Zoom or on video conferencing. So they show up ready to get something done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I, we it, just need to do the same. It's true. And uh, I have many attorneys who came to it uh, reluctantly. Oh, why don't we just do it over the phone? Well, here, let me let me just show you how this works. And it, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. This is pretty neat. Uh, once they're introduced to it, their comfort level, because they're getting out of their comfort zone, just like I did, their comfort level uh, rises up, just like my hand is. It, it rises up. And, and that's really the key to all of this is, is social media, or not social media, online mediation. We're going to talk about social media in just one second. Yes. But <laughs> online mediation is... It's a it's another tool, as you said earlier in the episode, it's another tool to add to your repertoire to help people get to resolution. And if re getting helping people get to resolution is your joy generator, online mediation is just going to be one more avenue for you to get there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So <laughs> let's talk, though, for a minute about social media, since I already brought that up. But I, I you That's know, right. I get excited about social media. Uh, well, not everyone does. I learned a lot from you and Natalie about social media. So, well, and so one thing I'd love for you to tell people is why you felt you needed to learn about social media. Well, from studying uh, on LinkedIn and then the people that are on LinkedIn 
Um, in fact, it goes back further than that. When I started off, uh, I went, I, I took one of my clients to lunch. Uh, we were at uh, the Work Comp Institute, and uh, he asked me if I was going to do a website. And I said, I'm not going to do a website. Everybody knows me already. I've been doing this since 97. I, I don't need a website. And, and, and he said, Elliot, we were in the Institute. Did you happen to look around the audience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some people there. They're about your same age. They know you. And some few older ones are still around. They know you. A few younger ones. But did you see all those millennials? <laughs> you know, when they uh, hear your name and they Google you, if you don't have a website, you don't exist. So I, uh, I hired someone to help me with a website. That was my first step got more involved in LinkedIn. That was my next step. Learned about podcasts and wanted to get on one <laughs> or two. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and writing articles uh, that I could put not only on LinkedIn, but also the blog portion of uh, my website. So all of that stuff you know, the things you have to do to keep your name in front of your clients so that they remember, hey, I need a mediation. Oh, yeah, Elliot. That's because there are, there are competitors out there that are very good, and you have to make yourself a little bit different in a good way yeah. uh, from your competitors so that you stand out and you become their first choice as opposed to their backup plan. Well, and that's, you know, you, you've hit on all the points. I, yeah, most people know I do the online mediation training. Not everyone knows I also do social media training. I do website, build your own website training. Uh, because those aspects, you know, we've talked about fear. Um, those aspects of, I'll call it marketing or you know, whatever we want to call it in, in a professional sense, but that can bring fear for professionals as well. Putting yourself out there on a website, putting yourself out there in social media, which is a much like online mediation, it's an uncharted territory for many of us, can be a scary thing. But the world is online these days. And that's something I think we're all learning from this pivot to online. Having a website, it's not even just having a website, it's having a good website these mm -hmm. days. And you really have to have something of a social media presence. Yep. Uh, it's just mandatory. Pardon? com. Go check it out. There's that <laughs> website. I've checked it out. It's well done. Thank you. <laughs> Meets my standards. Oh, now, good. <laughs> So one of the things that I have is a downloadable program mm -hmm. uh, teaching. It's called Social Media Musts for Professionals. And you had a wonderful idea for your giveaway for this podcast. And I got so excited. I'm going to join in. So why don't you explain uh, the giveaway? All right, people, send in your contact information to Susan. And uh, when you... Uh, do that, put the number nine in the subject line so that we can uh, pick two winners. And what, Susan, are those winners going to get? 
Drum roll, please. Each winner of this will receive a free version of my downloadable program, Social Media Musts for Professionals, which tells you everything you need to know to start posting on whatever platform. It, one of the things it's going to help you with is what platforms you should be on, uh, show you how to make the posts, what to put in the posts, when to post them, and where to post them. So I'm really excited. It was wonderful, fun idea, Elliot. So thank you. The number nine. Yes. So I'm going to guess that's Elliot's lucky number. Um, and ho it's going to be a lucky number for two listeners. So right. just send me an email at susan at learntomediateonline.com. Put nine in the subject line and uh, send that email to me and Elliot and I will do a drawing. Um, let's see, this is going to come out on Tuesday, July 7th. That uh, So on Friday, July 10th? 10th? Yes. <laughs> Did you see that math in no, everyone now knows I was not a math major. On Friday, July 10th, um, after 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern, we uh -huh. will pick the two winners. Um, and I will post that in the show notes as well. So go, um, you can go and look in the show notes. And Elliot, I'm also going to uh, put all of your contact information in the show right. notes. But for those who are listening, can you tell people how they can get in touch with you? I, I know we just mentioned your website, but... Sure, sure. Uh, and... Uh my email address is uh, Herlin Mediation Services at Outlook.com. You can also call me at 952-240-4005. Telephone. Like, I mean, yeah, that's old, old school, people. You can call him. I'll answer. <laughs> Well, Elliot, thank you so much for one, for reaching out to me with the idea of a joy generator and that online mediation became one of yours, um, as it is of one of mine. And just thank you for, for sharing with our colleagues, because I think uh, hearing that it can be a joy generator is going to help a lot of people. Good. Well, and that's a joy generator for us, helping other people, right? Absolutely. Goes to the core of being human, I think. Another amen. <laughs> <laughs> and hallelujah. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie. And if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.